Hello and welcome back to a live episode of the Rethink Retail podcast. We are here at Etail West in sunny Palm Springs, California. And I can't think of a better person to chat with right now than Alexa Ritaco from Jenny Kane. They are an incredible California-based apparel and homeware and lifestyle brand. Alexa, it's so nice to have you and welcome on the show. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. And how is your day going? How has Etail been for you? It's busy, but it's really good. Action-packed. Some great keynote speakers this morning, good topics, and now we're breaking off into the tracks, which is also fun. I just sent my team off into all the different ones, so dividing and conquering. Yes, they're they're dividing, you're conquering this podcast. (laughs) Awesome. So can you tell me a little bit about, and for our audience at home, a little bit about Jenny Kane, the brand, and your role at the company? Yeah, so Jenny Kane is best described as a women's lifestyle brand. Um, I guess with the addition of home, it really is for anyone, um, but we've always, you know, been women founded, mostly women run, and that's something we're super proud of and excited about. Jenny started the brand herself, I think a little over 21 or 22 years ago, and it has evolved so much over the years. It mostly just started with a few boutiques, and about eight years ago when they brought on our CEO, Julia Hunter, She led the launch of e-commerce, and that has sort of been the start of our scale. And over the past, you know, four or five years, we were doubling every year. In 2021, we crossed the 100 million mark. Amazing. And are continuing to have, you know, double-digit growth through 2022. And now heading into 2023, you know, priorities are shifting, especially with the economy and whatnot, but still focused on growth now, both top line and bottom line, and just really expanding our categories. The bulk of our business for years has been apparel, and we're going to continue to focus on apparel while still growing home, and then our newly launched beauty brand, Oak Essentials. So touching three different categories, it's a super dynamic place to work, and has really just had some incredible growth as we've started to invest in digital ads and marketing and and everything across board and under the sun. Fantastic. Well, definitely sounds like you have your work cut out for you. And you you gave some impressive numbers. So you you mentioned you grew to over 100 million from 8 million during your your time that you've been at Jenny Kane. So what's the secret? What do you attribute to that growth? Well, I really do believe and I say this to everyone that it starts with having a fantastic product. If you have something you can stand behind, it just makes it that much easier uh, to sell it. So, I mean, for years, Jenny Kane has been known for like very high quality luxury goods and and is very much a tastemaker in the space. So, you know, we started with the best selling products and kind of did a bunch of testing and learning from there. And, you know, we've grown probably the bulk of our business on Facebook and Instagram. So that has been the main channel for acquisition. But what has supported that growth is an incredible brand team, incredible imagery, incredible performance team that's super focused on testing and learning and just finding what value props were kind of like the unlock to our scale on a product by product basis. So that has been sort of like the core strategy. And at the same time, the brand team has focused on key partnerships. We've done things like the Jenny Kane Ranch. I don't know if you heard about that last year. What's the Jenny Kane Ranch? So it was an incredible brand effort where 
the company bought a house in Santa Inez, which is um, about three hours north of LA in the Santa Inez Valley. And it was this beautiful house, totally flipped it on its head and turned it basically into a Jenny Kane dream. And it just became such a huge press moment for us and really grew awareness for our home category because everyone knows us for those luxury sweaters, those beautiful leather shoes, but we have in an incredible furniture line, incredible home decor, um, and some wonderful product there. And this, you know, got coverage from Arc Digest and celebrities were staying there and it was really just a huge brand moment. And kind of as we have grown, we've gone from scaling on just Facebook and Instagram to having all of these brand efforts. And now it's sort of like an all tides rising together thing. And while we're still spending, you know, over 60% of our budget, our digital ads budget on Facebook and Instagram, we've diversified and are on so many more channels than when we first started that, you know, scale five years ago. Well, the home, the ranch, it just makes me want to instantly like snuggle up with a cozy blanket mm. and a candle. So let me talk a little bit more about your influencer strategy. So I know you've partnered Emily Hickey. Oh, yes, Emily. Is she, so she helps like grow your, your influencer and your content. Yeah, so we um, started working with Chief Detective, I think four and a half years ago. They're a growth agency. I like to call them sort of like the anti-agency because they're not just the typical agency formula. They're very much a growth arm of the business that, you know, helps full funnel marketing and testing and learning. And they really helped um, get our team pointed towards performance. And content was something we needed to be cranking out at a much faster rate, especially with a small team at the time. We've obviously grown so much, but that inspired our in-house brand team to build this very robust ambassador program where we have a group of women, I think it's up over a hundred now at this point, who are receiving our product monthly, pushing it on their channels, have X amount of requirements. Um, so there's the organic piece of it where they're posting monthly, warming up their audiences to Ginny Kane. And then there's the content part of it, which is, you know, while we're seeing the direct code revenue from the organic channels, the bulk of the value for my team is coming from the content they're producing that we're then using to run ads at a very high scale. And it's, it's become like a testing ground for us. We're like, we're finding who's the next, you know, influencer or content creator who's going to be helping us scale our ad account this month for X particular product. And then we take that and start working with them on a monthly basis until we see fatigue. And, you know, it's just kind of like this beautiful machine we've built where we're constantly testing different people, different messaging, all this stuff, and then also a wonderful awareness tool. So that's one of my favorite examples of like brand and performance working together and where the program is working for both um, teams in a very productive way. Absolutely, and would you say the majority of your marketing spend is going into building out those, those influencer programs? That and then also we have some beautiful in-house shoots, whether that's just general photo shoots for e-commerce and um, lifestyle that goes on the website, or we will do like specific brand produced shoots with a specific influencer where we might be shooting for ads, that sort of thing, in addition to all of the content flowing in. So I'd say it's pretty split, but yes, a lot of our budget does go to gifting that product, but with that program, it does pay for itself. I think just on the code redemptions that we get from the ambassador program, it's like a, 
north of a 5X row as is the last I heard of it. <laughs> Very yeah. impressive. Yeah, I mean, anyone who isn't working with influencers, any apparel, lifestyle, fashion brands, home brands, I mean, it's silly that we have all these folks that are just super plugged in to your target audience, yeah. right? Are you guys on TikTok yet? Yes, we are dabbling in TikTok. We've We've probably had the most traction on our home account. We've had some pretty viral moments with Jenny in her home. She has numerous farm animals. She's got a couple of goats, some mini ponies, chickens, and yeah, crazy dogs. And um, it's a lot of fun when we go over there to shoot with her, but we've filmed like the animals in the house and that sort of thing. And people go nuts for that on TikTok. But yeah, so we've had a couple of those moments. We've really been trying to get into it for Oak Essentials, our beauty arm because beauty is just so big on TikTok. Oh, right. And that's somewhere where we're in the midst of like a testing ground of trying to find TikTok creators who can um, get Oak Essentials buzzing there because that is a lower price point product. The TikTok audience is much younger. For a cashmere sweater, it might be a tougher sell, but beauty, I feel like we can get in there a little bit more aggressively. Oh, for sure. You know, you said you work with about 100 influencers on a consistent basis. How do you go into like finding, you know, who is the perfect fit to present the brand? Is there a method? Yeah. So we have a pretty incredible brand team. It's led by our chief brand officer, Megan Cox. She's been with the brand, I think, a couple years longer than I have, maybe, I want to say seven years. She just has this taste level that trickles down through her entire team, you know, down to the social media coordinator. And there's just... You know, we're not going after the content creator with 500,000 followers who's just very much an influencer. Yeah. No shade to those people. I'm sure they perform great for certain brands. But for us, we have found that it's like a certain authenticity that works. Yeah. So someone with 5,000 followers might do more revenue than someone with 100,000 followers because people trust them and they have like just a, a different relationship with their audience than say more of the celebrity type. So someone who, you know, embodies the values of living well, which is one of like our big brand statements and, and is living that in her every day with her clothing, mixing and matching, styling is totally fine. We love to see that. It doesn't have to be Jenny Kane head to toe because that's not realistic. So our brand team works pretty hard on making sure, you know, these people fit into the mold of, of the Jenny Kane woman, but also keeping in mind that we do want to grow our audience and, and speak to different people. So we try to, to balance that brand and like I guess awareness bucket and the team does a great job with that they're always like I think testing or doing like seeding with gifting and seeing what kind of content they get back before like formally asking someone to be in the program we talked a lot about you know public awareness consumer attention well let's kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about internal so what kind of internal behaviors then are you fostering within the company to promote creativity and innovation yeah, so I was actually, we were prepping for the panel I'm speaking on later this week, and one of the questions was about kind of the North, cultural North Star. And the first thing that comes to mind is adaptability. We have a team that is excellent with pivots. It's something we look for when we're hiring, just because the nature of essentially having three brands under one with you know moving revenue targets growth on top line and bottom line as priority things are always shifting budgets are always changing and having this level of adaptability has proven like a huge key to our success and our team just isn't shaken by that and and, and that is i think one of our greatest strengths at jenny kane 
And then second to that is, I mentioned living well earlier, we do try to push that on our employees. We have things like wellness days and everyone has a subscription to the Calm app. And like, that's something we've introduced more so in the past two years and really value our employees, you know, living the lifestyle that we're selling and making sure our product is super accessible. We give a pretty great employee discount, have, you know, quarterly giftings and that sort of thing, depending on the product situation. But we really do want people to live this lifestyle that we're selling because then it's obviously just a lot easier to sell it. That, that radiates outwards, yes. right? And then it really is truly authentic mm -hmm. and, and true. And make note of that, Carrie, to Paul, that everyone gets a subscription to the <laughs> Calm app. Effective tomorrow, please. Yeah. <laughs> that would, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That truly that's is amazing. And, and there's so many other ones. Like we just introduced unlimited PTO with um, like certain number of weeks required to be taken. We have a summer break now, which is amazing. And, you know, it's not to say no one, no one's working and everyone's taking advantage of this. It's like a reward because we have just have an amazing group of people that work so hard. Giving people time to rest and recharge. Yeah. Like how can you innovate, right? Exactly. And, 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 and grow and do things new and come up with new ideas and solve complex problems yeah. when you're not rested yeah, right sure. so that's amazing yeah. awesome so i did want to know kind of from your mind so there there are tons of lifestyle brands out there like it seems like every day there's a new celebrity dropping their new skincare or yeah. homeware brand what would you say really differentiates jenny kane from all of the other lifestyle brands in your mind yeah you know this was also on the, pa the panel I'm speaking on it's a it was a question and I just I really feel that it does start with the product where it's made how it's made you know the brand focuses and sort of like how we're speaking to our customer and what we're considering for her or him um and the a plus product experience I do think in this saturated world is you know very important yeah. we've dealt with a lot of copycat brands that are more fast fashion and have had people come back to us that are like you know i tried it i bought the 50 dollars sweater that's selling things saying you know we're a tenth of the price yeah. of jenny kane and they've come back saying like no like you're making a quality product that i'm gonna have for 10 years so i think the product experience is a plus and that really does differentiate us in such a crowded retail world right now. Um, and then also Jenny herself is just super inspiring. I think she's a really interesting founder in the sense of like, she's not like a true face of the brand, the way, you know, a celebrity led brand is, but like her influence, is, influence touches every part of the company. And that just feels really special. Fantastic. Well, you can definitely tell by the way that you talk about the brand that, you know, you mean it. It's true. And anything you're excited about that you'd like to share with us for, you know, the upcoming year, any new product launches or campaigns? Yeah, it's a really exciting year for Oak Essentials. This is our, I guess, second full year, but third year on the market. We actually just opened an Oak Essentials spa pop up in the Pacific Palisades, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's more of like a brand press event, again, kind of similar to the ranch. But that's a cool concept that we're thinking about, talking about, like, could that be, instead of opening, you know, a skincare store, 
could the Oaks Bar be the next big thing that we're doing? So this is like an interesting testing ground. The brand team did such an amazing job and it's a good fun moment for Oak. And then we also have a ton of new product on the horizon for Oak. We're launching a gel cleanser next month. We just launched an eye bomb that's off to the races. So Oak is still in those like really fun growth years. So it's kind of nice to have that um, in comparison to Jenny Kane's more mature business, which is still so much fun. And I love that. But Oak has kind of been like the exciting, shiny new toy. So that's really exciting. Yeah. And just looking forward, you know, to another year. This is kind of going to be our first year where it's not like this in this mad dash to like the crazy growth. You know, once you cross that hundred million dollar mark, the journey from a hundred to 200 million, is so much different. And I'm excited to gain that experience, you know, to manage budgets differently, to, you know, just really get my feet wet kind of in this new normal that we're moving forward with, which I think is a really good thing for the company. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm looking forward to following you along on your journey. And I really appreciate you stopping by today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.